I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Jack Farmer, and I'm coming to you live from sunny Southern California, and have we got a show for you. But before we get started with all of the shenanigans, flim flam, and hijinks, let me introduce to you the amazing panel I get to work with today. First up, she is the indie darling herself. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Anissa. How you doing, Anissa? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm an 8 out of 10 so far. Uh, and also with us today, he is the host of the Believe in NXT show on the Believe Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Cedric. What's up, Jack? Happy to be back, man. Glad to get this going again. Happy to have you. And a new face to the show. He's 50% kayfabe, 50% Mark, but 100% wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Sean. How you doing, Sean? What's up, guys? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here uh, and talk some wrestling. Yes. So this is, this is cool. This is uh, we got some fresh faces here. We got some, some fresh input. So this is going to be a really good fresh show, especially after taking some time off the past few weeks, but let's jump right into it. I want to start with this main event that went all over the place. We had the sex gods versus the best friends with the number one contendership on the line. Uh, Let's just start off Real quick thoughts, Anissa, what did you think of this match and what did you think about the stipulations and all that good stuff? I thought this match was great. I mean, like I've said multiple times, they're pushing best friends a lot. And I'm glad now is the time that best friends has this opportunity to face Kenny and the hangman for the tag titles at Fighter Fest. And, you know, it's good for Jericho and it's mostly good for Sammy Guevara. I really liked what Matt Hardy said on commentary saying, you know, I'm going to, I want to pretty much face Sammy Guevara. He could pick any version who I want to, you know, be. And I'm excited to see that match. But with this match tonight, I really enjoyed it. Personally, I like to see, um, you know, that Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. I want to see what type of match they're going to be having because Orange Cassidy, you know, has, has turned into something else. Yeah, Orange Cassidy came back, fired up, and really made me want to see their one-on-one showdown, Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Sean, this is the first time we've chatted uh, about this. How do you feel about Orange Cassidy, and how do you feel about the potential showdown between him and Le Champion? Well, first, I love that, like, he was the cameraman the whole time. Like, I thought that was a legit F-up. When, when he got caught, I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, that's, that's horrible. Uh, so I was I went on that ride because that's why that's where I, the mark in me comes out. I love that I was surprised by that. But this Orange Cassidy dude is very interesting because I, I think we've said on paper like this gimmick doesn't work at all. Like I'm like, how is this going to work? This guy doesn't do anything. He just stands with his hands in his pocket. But then like he came out on all cylinders tonight, and and I like that. I I really like. I think this guy is a good wrestler. We just really haven't seen it yet. You know, like. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he does with Jericho. Yeah, he's someone that if I was one of the people that was making decisions backstage and you pitched this idea to me, I'd be like, no, that sounds terrible. And even when he first started, I was like, I don't know if this guy is going to work. But every single time he's on air, every time I see him on TV, I have the biggest grin on my face. I am having the time of my life watching him. I think he's doing amazing. Um, but before he came out, 
we uh, we had this match and it was it was for the number one contendership and I felt like maybe AEW didn't communicate this very well and is why they were putting the number one contendership on the line in this match. It happened obviously because uh, Jericho attacked the best friend's best friend and they wanted to beat him up. But the only reason that the champion would agree to it is if they put the number one contendership on the line. Uh, Cedric, this was got to be the biggest win that best friends have ever had so far. Am I right? Are we, oh, they're a serious team now, right? Absolutely. And it's a, it's a huge win to go over uh, Jericho and Guevara, two of the hottest acts in the company. And really for a lot of this match, I thought that they were going to lose all the close calls, the use of the, the bat's name is Floyd, right? All mm-hmm. the use of Floyd in the match. <laughs> I thought for sure that they were going to get the rug pulled from underneath them and lose this match. It felt like it would be it would have been a very easy way to put uh, the inner circle versus the elite one more time, and or in a different way, or or find a way to give Jericho another championship opportunity. So I agree with you. I thought the whole time this is their way of having Jericho and Sammy Guevara sneak into another championship match. But I love seeing them win. I've been saying for a while. I think Trent is a star waiting to happen uh but anisa i want to i want to talk to you you'd mentioned sammy guevara and sammy guevara is someone who uh i believe you've become quite the fan of since the start of aew uh matt hardy and him are going to have a match next week lots to unpack there because matt hardy has been teasing that he wants sammy guevara to leave the inner circle let me ask you this is it time for Sammy Guevara to leave the inner circle? Is it time for him to leave the nest and spread his wings and learn to fly? Or should he keep on waiting for Mama Bird Jericho to feed him? You know, I think the way for Sammy to leave is at All In. I think when All In comes around, I think that's a good time for him to leave because it's a big pay-per-view. It's their first pay-per-view they ever done. And it would be a really good uh, shocker because every time they do All In, what twice before they've always had big Mm -hmm. shocking moments and it's they're all in is like their wrestlemania so for me Mm -hmm. i think i prefer sammy to leave at all in is it just me or does it feel like every pay-per-view they do they say this is their wrestlemania because i I swear (laughs) they said that about double or nothing they said that about revolution i mean i'm always blown away by the shows but i feel like they're uh they're playing that card a little too often (laughs) um i think if sammy guevara left the inner circle he would be one of the biggest fan favorites in aew because Mm. the only reason we don't like him is because we're not supposed to i think at this point um but, but Sean, I want to ask you here, uh, Matt Hardy said something on commentary that I found really interesting. He said that he was going to let Sammy pick which version of Matt Hardy he was going to get next week. If you are Sammy Guevara, which version of Matt Hardy are you hoping to get? Uh, definitely not the crazy one. Uh, that one is just, <laughs> I, I still don't know what to make of that one. The whole delete thing, the, the, the cape, the, the weird teeth, the whole, I, I'm not really in it. I, I got to go like original old school Matt Hardy. I want the guy that made the Harvey boys famous. I want that guy, right? Exactly. 1999. Yeah. <laughs> I want the guy, you know, that, that, you know, really kind of put tag team wrestling on the map. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's who I want to, I want to fight Matt, I think at his best. I mean, I, the fact that Matt's still around and kicking it out, I love it. Uh, and I love now that we can pick which Matt to fight. I think, I mean, like, he has a gimmick on a gimmick on a gimmick. Like, amazing. Yeah. Like, no one else can pull that off. Maybe that, Jericho that, can pull that off, but that's it. Like, that's pretty awesome. Instead of playing whatever version you want to play on Matt Hardy in a video game, you could play whatever you want in your life. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. It's like, yeah. yeah. 
he is definitely the onion of wrestlers. So many layers. You can peel back and just keep getting more. Um, speaking of different layers, uh, Channels like AfterBuzz TV, we have different layers too. We have different shows and you can check them out on AfterBuzz TV. And we want to say thank you so much for joining along and watching us. And we would really appreciate it if you went and gave us a five-star review on iTunes or if you were to give us a like, give us a comment, give us a subscribe. We're showing at an earlier time this week, so we may not have the live chat like we normally do. So if you're missing us live and you're seeing the recording of this, why don't you just go ahead and put your live chat comments into the comments section? Just fill it up, live stream what you're watching right there in the comments. Let's see all your thoughts. I'd love to go back and see those. And please do us a huge favor, share it with your friends. That's how you make AfterBuzz TV the ESPN of TV talk. Uh, speaking of little promos like the one we just cut now, Taz and uh, Brian Cage had a had a little bit of a promo themselves. Cedric, is Taz just... I'm just going to give my opinion first. Taz is better as a manager than anything else he's done since being a wrestler. Am I wrong? Ooh, that is tough. Cause I actually Man. like Taz on commentary. Yeah. I, I mean, think, think when I've seen him on commentary, he's awesome. But um, as a manager, I think it just helps flesh out Brian Cage a little more for the people who aren't familiar with his work in other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause Brian Cage can, let's be real. He can do a lot. There's yeah. a lot to that man's character and in the ring. And I think once him and, Dean fight at Fighter Fest, he'll he'll be more over with the AEW audience. Yeah, I I agree completely. I think but I, like, I think what I like about Taz is when he's a manager, he can yell and he can growl and get angry instead of having to be the polite commentator giving uh, analysis. I want to hear him yell. I want to hear him talking about not surviving and things like that. That's what I really enjoy about him. Uh, I was thinking at first it was funny. I was thinking, why is Brian Cage walking around outside in his tights? But then I realized if I was built like that, I'd probably be doing everything in tights also. <laughs> I saw Brian at the gym earlier. That man is huge. Wow. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow, you saw him in, like, at the gym? Yeah, he, I think he lives in the area of the Inland Empire. He was at uh, the LA Fitness I go to just casually doing his work, but wow. he's huge. <laughs> How tall is he again? Um, fun fact, I actually know Brian and his wife personally, so... I see them like sometimes. Wow. (laughs) Name drop. But uh, no, no, I mean, I feel like I get like gym insecure just thinking that Brian Cage is out there somewhere. I can only imagine how insecure I'd be on the elliptical watching him bench press 10,000 pounds. (laughs) Um, But uh, so, Anissa, you mentioned you knew Brian Cage, but you also know a guy named Jan Moxley who also cut a promo today. Let me ask you this. If they're going to have a match for free on Fighter Fest, I don't know why they're giving this away for free, but let me ask you this. If this was a pay-per-view and you had to pay to see them face each other, would you be ready to part with money right now or do you still need some convincing to see these two fight? No, I would pay 100 bucks right now because this is, this is money and this really helps Brian Cage a lot if you're not familiar with him, of course, you know, as a, as a, not a, as a casual fan, you probably don't really know who he is, but of course, as all of us uh, that are deep, deep dive fans, we know where he is. He's worked at the Indies at bar wrestling. He's done impact wrestling. He made a name for himself. He done Lucha underground. Let's Mm -hmm. keep on going. But for him to make the AEW, I think John Moxley will make him more of a star than he already is. But also Taz is doing that right now. But I'm also really happy to see Brian Cage in AEW. It's where he belongs, in my opinion. 
Cedric, does Cage have to win that match? If he loses to Moxley, does he lose his mystique? That's an interesting question because I've, I've had that same crossroads with guys like Lance Archer um, losing to Cody. I feel like he lost that mystique. But mm-hmm. I think Cage is a big enough draw um, that he won't. So I think you still got to ride Mox out a little bit more with the character and what he's doing to keep uh, AEW like a must-see uh, show, must-see brand. Mm-hmm. I think if you put the belt on Cage too soon, um, unless you do a trilogy match, I, I can't see it. Yeah, it feels like if you got it too soon, it'd be a little... It's never fun when you see someone just roll up and get the title right away. In my opinion, you like to see him work for it a little bit. But one way or another, I think they're going to tear down whatever building they're filming Fighter Fest in because those guys are just built for destruction. Uh, I saw some cool uh, Photoshop stuff on Twitter where they make Cage look like uh, the Terminator and, and John Moxley look like, uh, what's his name, John Connor? Yeah. Uh, well, that's, a- that's what's his gimmick before. It was like the Terminator. I believe it was at Impact. The Machine! Like, it's pretty much the Machine. That was his entrance in the Indies. Uh, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, in Lucha Underground, they would do the uh, Terminator theme by clapping the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Um, earlier in the night, though, we had a tag team match player. Now, this was weird for me. I get really weird about this kind of stuff. I didn't like that they had the tag team titles on the line in the first match and the number one contendership mm. as the main event. Sean, am I just an old school purist and I just need to get over it, or is... Am I right? Like, should the, should the titles have been the main event tonight? Uh, you're not wrong, except that then we end on this match, and this is not a match you want to end on. Uh, I'm not convinced about this natural nightmares thing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. QT Marshall, I, he's kind of a glorified jobber for me, to be honest. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not convinced <laughs> that he, mm. he's that guy. Um, and this weird, I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like Dustin was like, he was off his game tonight. Like he was looking sloppy. He should not be doing Herakaranas. Like, I don't know. I just, this or match. Canadian me, destroyers. They're called yeah. Frankensteiners where I come from. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, uh, I think you're right in, in, in theory, Jack, but I think if this is how we end the show, it's kind of a dud. Yeah, uh, Dustin took a, a pretty stiff knee to the face uh, at one point early in the match. I wonder if that led mm, to the things true. you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. Um, the thing that's weird about the natural nightmares to me is that Allie's cle- clearly dividing the team, and Dustin and Brandy are clearly not fans of hers, but I haven't seen her actually do anything that should make her disliked by these two. Uh, Anissa, am I, like, am I wrong at this? Should we be suspecting bad things from Allie when all she's doing is just dating a guy and having a good time and making him feel good about his hair plugs. Well, she's not dating him. She's actually married. Let's have some respect. But... <laughs> well, in the show, in the show, for <laughs> no. the show's sake. But um, I, I think Allie's fine. I have no problem with Allie. You know, I, I'm glad that she's now turned another way. I mean, I like her like heel or face, but you know, I don't see a problem with Allie being there. You know, I, maybe just Brandy's a little jealous. Oh, so you think it's just a jealousy thing on both their parts? Because 
I don't know. QT seems like he's been happy and they've been racking up wins. They're getting tag team title shots. I don't know. I think, I think Allie's been good for him. I think he deserves it. He's worked hard. He deserves to have a, a, a lady, uh lady friend. <laughs> uh, so speaking of good friends, uh, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, they seem to be on the same page uh, now, as opposed to the tension that they had before the break, we'll call it. Cedric, do you like that they just sort of evolved this and moved on? Or do you think they should have had to resolve some of that tension that they were building up before COVID sort of slowed everything down? I think we're getting a slow burn just because everything had to like slow down a little bit. We saw the the milk shot and the whiskey shot and the stadium stampede. But I think it's just the beginning, man. I think eventually um, there's going to be some dissension to where these guys drop the belts. I think they, I think AEW threw a subtle subliminal message in here tonight with all the tag team matches. If you <laughs> watched Backlash on Sunday. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to see more tag team matches. I think eventually those guys have to separate because you can't keep Kenny Omega in the tag team division, right? You just brought up a good point. I want to ask you, Cedric, since you've brought up how many good tag teams there are, when you look at the number of tag teams, the number of good tag teams, and the number of tag teams that have actual stories and character development happening all at once, is it crazy for me or is it maybe too much for me to say that this might be one of the best tag team divisions of all time at this point? No, you're absolutely right. You have so many tag teams. We have um, SCU, you have Private Party, and now you have Matt Hardy putting Private Party over with Hardy Party. It's like all these guys have their own unique uh, stories, and like everybody's getting screen time. I think that's the most important thing. There's no tag team mm-hmm. not getting screen time. Even the Butcher and the Blade are getting screen time just by feuding with FTR. Like everybody has their moments, and I think that's what makes this division so deep and visible. Like, right, because that's also, as, as mentioned, the Young Bucks. There's obviously Hangman and Omega. There's also, as you said, SCU, Butcher and the Blade. Dark Order has two tag teams, I think. Uh, you got the Best Friends. You've got the Jungle Express. You've got so many teams that I think you'd be looking at as a top tag team in other divisions. And they're all in one. And Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss are now a tag team, uh, which oh, is actually it. really fun to see. Something, By the way, let's go ahead and throw this out there. I noticed they started putting the... the AEW dark results on the bottom of the screen. Anissa, do you like that? Or does it feel like it just de-incentivizes you from watching dark? No, I like it because sometimes, you know, not everybody can watch dark and they're like, okay, what happened? And they have what's going on in the results. I'm sure they do that. What on ESPN? I'm sure Mm -hmm. they do the, the football and the basketball and the baseball and whatever sport that they provide the results of what happened during that week. So I think that's a really smart idea to do that because no other wrestling company is doing that right now. And that's very smart for Tony Khan to do that. Obviously he's, he owns part of the, I mean, he owns what the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Sean, let me ask you this. I don't know if you're a betting man, but if this was, if we were in Vegas right now and we were taking bets, are the best friends taking the titles off Hangman and Omega? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, just well, real quick, too, to say that don't forget about Lucha Brothers, too, in this The division. Lucha Brothers. I know somebody's hurt right now, but, you know, they're, those guys are insane. So Yes. Uh, but, but more to your question, wow, do they – I think we have an amazing match because Trent is a beast. And, yes. you know, he – you heard Excalibur Knight say that he like embodied Dr. Death Steve Williams. Wow. Like that's a huge compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is going to be an amazing match. 
but I don't think, I think we need a bigger thing to drop these titles because I do think that they're going to drop titles eventually too. Like a, a, le- a legit tag team. You know what I mean? Because I'm yeah. with you. I think Paige and, and Omega, obviously they're, those are single guys. They don't need to be in a tag team. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great match, but I don't think they, I don't think they get the belts. Not yet. It's something I've been saying for a long time, Sean, is that I think Trent is a future single star waiting mm. to happen. Is do you agree or do you think no? He's got to stay in a tag team because that's where his uh, bread and butter is. I mean, I think you ride that tag team thing as long as you can because sometimes people get pushed out too fast and they're not quite ready. Because you know, when you have to do it all yourself, it's a whole different world. Um, I'm with you though. I think this guy can do it. I just think it it has to be the right way. And and how do you bake up best friends? Again, that's a that's a whole way we can build. And that's what I love about this company is they're not afraid to build. You know, so many times in WWE in WWE, we just get all this thing, hap, boom, 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 and no build. Like, you know, we gotta build and then they're not afraid to build stuff here. So I think I think we can we can build that breakup of the best friends. Yeah, AEW does an amazing job of balancing patience and waiting with you get a surprise every now and again or a big bang moment every now and again. And we got that today with a TNT championship title match. Um, first off, before we get into the big surprise and the, the, the challenger, Cody Rhodes comes out and he starts asking, is he a part of the elite anymore? Is he part of the nightmare family anymore? And I think these are fair questions. Cedric, is he or is he on his own? I think he's on his own, man. I was—I think the same thing. If you got the dissension going on with the Nightmare Collective with Brandy and everyone else, and then he hasn't been affiliated with the Elite in so long. Does it feel like he's bigger than the Elite and uh, the Nightmare family? Ooh, that's a tough question. I, and arguably, yes. Bigger than the so. Nightmare family. The Elites, that, that's questionable, but seems like right now, yeah. Uh, so he has been going every single week, taking open challengers. Uh, and Anissa, I want to, I want to ask you here, Arn had something to say. He was talking about Jake Hager and he was saying, you're not ready for Jake Hager. So I found somebody else. Did it, is it just me or does it sound like Arn Anderson is having Cody duck people? instead of taking on the biggest <laughs> challengers. That's, that's what I it felt like. He was like, oh, you're not ready for that. So I got this other guy. Don't worry. Like, that I sounds mean, like he's I ducking think. him. Is, is Cody ducking people? No, you have to say, is Arn Anderson ducking people for Cody? <laughs> that is a good question. Do you like Arn Anderson as his manager? Sure. I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, you know, a lot of people that are 30 and over, really can't, can't watch these guys at the, when they were a kid i'm sorry i can't really but you know I, I a lot of these guys miss these legends and it's totally fine with me i mean i i mean what if austin came back as a manager i'd be excited because i grew up watching austin so, Steve, Steven, our producer, uh, is listening to this. We just had a chat about what it's like turning 30. That's one of those moments right there, buddy, that you're going to get more and more of. <laughs> this is for the people over 30. <laughs> what, about, what about the people over 40? What does that mean for me? <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know, I have decided that I don't think you're old until you're at least 98. 98 <laughs> is when you start getting older. Um, anything before that, you're still just a, a young spring chicken. Um, uh, speaking of, of uh, young folks, the challenger 
Ricky Starks. I don't know if you guys are NWA fans or watch any of those programming, any of their programming, but Ricky Starks is an awesome guy who I saw uh, defend their TV title and, and a lot of other things. He's great on the mic, great in the ring. Um, but Cedric, let me get your just first thoughts, first takeaways. Ricky Starks, what did you think of the guy? I think he belongs. And I know the caveat to the match was if he wins, he gets the title in a contract, but I think we'll see more of him in the upcoming weeks. I think what's really dope about this is I didn't know that the open challenge was to any outside company as well. That's, that was the first time I learned about that. It's not just AEW members, but people outside of the world of AEW as well. I think that's a good thing they can build on in the next couple months. Yeah, he, I, I love what you said that he belonged because he absolutely looked like he belonged. And, you know, we used to do a segment called The Runway on this show. And I think those tights would have put him on the fashion runway. I love the little, like, <laughs> little uh, chains he had on there and, and all that good stuff. Um, are, Sean, are you looking forward to seeing more Ricky Starks? Should they make a huge push to bring that guy in full time? Uh, I think, again, I think I'm okay with it being maybe a little more of a slow burn. Um, I think I would agree with Cedric. I think this guy definitely belongs. He hung with Cody. I almost feel like he got a little squashed. Like, I feel like we didn't really get to hmm. see what he could do. I feel like this guy is more potential. I've never, I've never heard this guy. I'm not in the super indie scene. So I was exciting for me that some, this, some random dude that for me came out, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I thought he was, I thought he was definitely should have been there. Um, but I felt like we, he has a lot more to offer that we didn't get to see today. I, he, he's great on the microphone. He does do a lot. Uh, I think going to your, going to, going back to the point of him belonging, what's interesting, especially during these empty arena days, we've had a lot of the independent workers coming in for dark and things like that. And you'll see some people and no disrespect to them. You're like, Oh, they're good. They're great. They look like they could, they should be signed. They're amazing. But then you see someone like Ricky Starks come in. You're like, Whoa, no, that is the kind of talent that stands out and belongs and needs to be there. So I really hope they sign him. I think that'd be a great, great move for him. Anissa, you watch a lot of independent wrestling. Do you watch NWA or have you heard of Ricky Starks? And if so, what did you think about him before? And if not, what do you think about him now? Um, no, I, I haven't really caught up with uh, NWA. I, you know, I should because, you know, I, you know, I, gotta have, I have all the time I have, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I've never really heard of him, but he reminds me of Kip Sabian a lot. And yeah. for me, when you com- when you remind me, in my opinion, when you remind me of another wrestler, it's really hard for me to really see you as a single competitor and your own craft and everything. But I don't know. We'll see. You know, if he gets signed by AEW and he progresses more on the show, then maybe my opinion will change. But right now, he reminds me a lot of Kip Sabian. I thought sti- in his style. Yeah, I, th- I thought his, his promo video beforehand really helped out, and his music was great. I don't know if that was made by AEW, AEW's guy, Mikey Ruckus, who I got the chance to interview with. If you want to check it out, it's a fun chat. Uh, that's a name drop as well. But, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I thought the music was great. Now, this was obviously building to Fighter Fest, where Cody Rhodes is going to take on Jake Hager. Uh, Cedric, are, are you looking forward to Jake Hager versus Cody Rhodes, or are you kind of on the outs with Jake Hager because he hasn't really been winning a lot of big matches or do you want to see him win? What, what are your thoughts on this, this match that's coming up between these two? Uh, I, I would say I'm in the minority. I'm not really excited for it. I feel like they kind of cooled Jake Hager off ever since the loss to um, Moxley. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he hasn't been winning a lot, but he's supposed to be this big threat, this big monster, but he really hasn't, his, his impact really hasn't been felt since um, sometime late last year. So, I mean, it would be a shocker if he won the title, but I don't expect much. 
do you think they cooled off on him because they got Lance Archer and Brody Lee and all these other big guys and they don't really need him to be the big guy anymore? I think that could be a little bit of it. When you have these other big names, you, like I said, you get Brody Lee, you have Lance Archer, you just bring in Brian Cage. You have other guys that look more menacing. And on top of that, he's still in the middle of his uh, alliance with uh, the inner circle. I just don't think there's any room right now. Yeah, he. it's weird because I've oh, I always am hot and cold on Jake Hager. Like, there are times when I see him like, yeah, he's legit. He's great. And then, I'll be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the John Moxley match he had. And it just made me like kind of sour on him a little bit. And I don't know. I think he if he doesn't win, it's going to be hard to take him seriously personally uh, for a long time. But at the same time, I think it's not the right time to take the title off of Cody. Uh, Sean, do you think it's time to take the title off of Cody? Or do you think... No, uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Cody, you know, and hats off to Cody. He, he could have, he could have very easily been, had the world championship, right? He's running this show. Mm-hmm. So hats off to him for saying, no, I'm going to wait and I want to get this TV or a TNT title. And then I'm going to defend it every week. Right. So like, I love, Co- I mean, I didn't realize how much I was going to love Cody until AEW. Cause you know, back in the day, he was kind of a, you know, second tier guy. He, yeah. he never really got once in a while. He get this, you get to see what he could do. But I think is actually his brains are, are, are I'm more impressed with the way he's done this whole roll, this whole thing out and the way he plays everything so smartly to me, like, I think this guy deserves to have a title. Um, Jake Hager is not the one to, to lose it to. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I'm hot and cold with him too. Like sometimes I'm like, wow, this guy's insane. Other times I'm like, is that the same guy? So uh, I don't think we lose to, to Jake Hager. No. Um, speaking of, of losing in surprising fashion, Anna Jay, by the way, one of the most surprising, I think people that came out of the independent workers filling in on AEW got a contract, impressed a ton of people has her kind of next big match today against uh and i don't know if i'm going to pronounce right abaddon um shocking loss here abaddon also someone who will make sure that i don't sleep for the next three weeks absolutely <laughs> terrifying uh anisa was this the right move to have anna jay take a, a solid l here or what do you what well, did you think about this match did you like abaddon abaddon seems like someone you would like um well the rosemary is going on and if you watch impact you know what i mean because she reminds me of rosemary from impact i mean i've seen this character before on other shows maybe not a lot of people will watch you know other promotions are like oh my god who is this but for me as a as a obviously viewer of all wrestling i've seen this before but i never seen this girl wrestle and i thought this told this match between these two went really well and to be part of the um, inner circle because we talked before hey mm-hmm. um we there there needs to be a woman and we always went back and forth on who would it be who would it be and i'm pretty pretty interested to see what they're gonna do with her as being part of the um what was it called again not the inner circle, dark order the dark order sorry i always get those yeah. confused yeah no, but, no worries you know what i mean Cedric, does it does it feel like Abaddon is more the Dark Order person than uh, Anna Jay? I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, I, like that seemed that seemed weird to me. Was it, do you think that? I mean, look, I mean, I guess if I was building a super team, I I think I'd probably prefer Anna Jay. She seems like she's 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 got the look. She's wrestling really well. She seems everyone seems to enjoy, like her. Abaddon's still sort of uh, new, so I don't know yet. 
but it just seems like Abaddon was more of a Dark Order person. I agree. And Abaddon is everything I envisioned the Dark Order would be before Brody Lee ever came into the picture. I thought mm-hmm. it would be just like that, but with broken Matt Hardy at the helm, something like that. <laughs> um, and I, and I'm, I'm with you. I was the ref. The ref was like hiding in the corner, <laughs> yeah. running up the top row. I, I just felt really cringy, like something was crawling on me when I looked at her and you see the different color eyes and stuff like that. But I dig it. I think it was the right call to have a character like that and actually get her first win on live mm-hmm. television. I think that's where AEW makes the smart plays is that they have actual characters. Um, and Anna Jay um, leaving with the Dark Order, well, I'm excited to see what happens with her now because we see them also trying to recruit yeah. uh, Colt Cabana. It looks like they're just trying to get strength in numbers here. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting with Anna Jay too. I, I was trying to compare that to any other stables. And right now, I don't think there's any multi-gender stables in in wrestling that I can think of right now, at least in American wrestling. Um, And and I I would like to add with Anna Jay, I feel like this would really help her with her career. Maybe, you know, her, what she was doing wasn't really working. So she was like, maybe the chase is probably the best for But Anna Jay is part of the dark um yeah something that uh something that happened that i thought was really interesting and funny is uh you know cole cabana got some paperwork and it always makes me wonder like what do they actually put on the paperwork that they're looking at like did they just like copy and paste some wikipedia page or something um but yeah brody and colt are going to take on sunny and joey janella uh next week so that'll be fascinating to see um i want to just kind of keep it on moving on here we had MJF versus Billy Gunn, and I got to give credit to MJF. Everyone talks about how good of a, a villain he is, whether it be because of what he says on Twitter and maybe his put-downs. But watching this match, I realized what makes him great and what makes him next level, in my opinion, is if you look at just the moves he did, it was an incredibly boring match. But because he's such a good character, it was fascinating to watch. Like, all he was doing was, like, little, like, the the knee attacks and, and things that, like, if you were watching a another wrestler you'd be like this is lame but billy gunn so good as a veteran uh and mjf such a character absolutely entertaining uh sean do you agree well first of all how good does billy gunn look like dude amazing amazing and it's funny i never thought of him as like a big guy in the past but i guess because you know wrestling's has changed like because he used to be a small guy in the ring and now he's like a beast so it's so funny like to to see how things have changed Uh, but he looks great he still moves great um, and I would agree, though, with MJF, you know, it's all like he's he he buys into his gimmicks all the way. He's totally mm-hmm. committed. And, it, and it's a very good astute observation. You're right. Like he's not doing anything too fancy, but it's all about the way he sells it and the way mm-hmm. he does it. And he is just, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily want to say Ric Flair level, but he's like he's he's kind of on his way to being that type of heel where you just love to hate this guy. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and then the fact that we're still using a brass knucks gimmick, I love it. That's the old, the old Mark in me loves it all day. I'm, I am right there with you. And I want to see more Billy Gunn. I think he yeah. was really great. And like you said, he's a, an Oak. He's huge. Um, <laughs> said, uh, Cedric real quick. Cause we are running low on time, but I want to make sure I cover it. Uh, Britt Baker and big swole. I love this because I think Big Swole is a superstar waiting to happen. Britt Baker's basically already there. And I think that they have the charisma and the energy to keep a rivalry going, even without being in the ring. 
real quick thoughts uh, on on that kind of situation that's developing, Cedric. Ah, man, Britt Baker to me is the most interesting character in AEW. Mm-hmm. Just the way she carries this like sassy princess attitude. Uh, I loved everything about that whole segment. Even even the friendship break with Tony Schiavone, loved it. Uh, <laughs> getting thrown in the trash can and then finding that uh, Rima Riva uh, uh, Re- uh, Rebel, but she calls her Reba. I think Reba. Finding that she like, why is there lighting here? Why do you have <laughs> lighting so to get me out of a trash can? Gold. Love everything yeah. about Britt Baker, and I think her and Big Swole, even with Britt hurt, they can just keep carrying this angle on for months. That is going to be entertainment for months. I agree. I think they're both going to come out looking like stars in the end as well. Uh, also, real quick, Anissa, because we are running low on time, I just want to get your quick thoughts on the Super Bad Squad versus the Young Bucks, and of course, Butcher and Blade and FTR getting involved. Thought it was a great match. Um, in my opinion, I don't think the Young Bucks are the greatest tag teams in the world. Mm-hmm. I think they're one of the top ten. But in my opinion, I think this is great for all the tag teams. It's silly to me. I find it so interesting that now the Young Bucks are back. Now it's all about the tag teams. It's uh, well, you know, I've always said you can't be the best in the world if you don't wear the straps, Young Bucks. So you can't say that anymore until you win the titles. But uh, to your point, yes, I, I agree, Anissa. It's good for all tag team wrestling. Um, and then, of course, real quick, our last segment of the night, I'm going to run through it real fast. We call it the Elite of the Week. It's where I count down the top five wrestlers in this guy's opinion of the week. Starting at number five, we got Abaddon. You debuted. You won. Well, it wasn't debuted. It was your second match. But you won. Big match. Everyone's scared. No one's going to sleep tonight because of you. Good job. You're number five. Number four, Ricky Starks. Didn't win, but really put on a show. Love seeing you out there best friends probably the biggest win of your teaming career so far in my opinion number two big swole making a move and going up the ranks of the women's division i think you're going to be a star as well and number one cody putting on clinics every single weekend week out making that title mean something so a little squashed on time so we had to rush through that a little bit but we still have enough time to wrap things up and let everyone know where they can find us. Anissa, let's start with you. Where can the world find you online? On Instagram and Twitter at Anissa Bar. And Cedric. Follow me on Instagram at Ced is the answer and Twitter at Ced says that's C-E-double-D underscore S-A-Y-S. And every week on the Believe in NXT podcast on Believe Podcast Networks. And Sean, where can everyone find you? On the gram at SeanStar75, Twitter, Gorilla Suit Sean, and on Council of Dads after show Friday nights at 7. And my name is Jack Farmer. You can find me at jackcfarmer.com as well as at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can also check me out on the WWE Raw After Show every Monday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on AfterBuzz TV, as well as Wrestling With Your Questions with Flo Bo Boyce every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You send in the questions. We wrestle out an answer. It's a good, good time. That does it for all of us and this episode of the AEW Dynamite AfterBuzz TV After Show. And until next time, folks, do your best and be yourself our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup buzz you later <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of after buzz tv or its owners or principal